Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Park Report podcast. A very special episode here. We're going to revisit something we did a few years ago. I think it was back in 2018. By now, we're going to do another fantasy band draft. Uh, and returning uh, is our previous winner, as we declared. Uh, Kyle Fagla is back. Yep, and I have the trophy right here. Uh, yeah. This little guy. I feel like he's in perfect drumming position. Or perhaps to be playing like a Wurlitzer or something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, my team Getty Jiggy with it uh, took home the gold last time. And so yes, I'm just hard, excited hard to be back. Fought, hard fought draft. Uh, yeah. Victor Giol is back. Hi, everybody. And just to clarify, you know, his so-called victory, he just happens to have a bigger staff than I do. So congratulations. Yeah. But let's they, see what they, happens this time. They, they were all forced to vote multiple times. Also joining us is somebody new to the podcast, but a, a good uh, friend of the Prog Report and somebody that's taken pictures for us at various Morse Fests and concerts. And if, if you've seen the Neil Morse podcast that he does, he's always holding up a special mug, something like, like this. And, uh, you know, we get Ooh. them personalized. Wow. And so uh, these are all courtesy of our good friend, John Fiala, who's joining us here as well. Thanks for having me, guys. Nice to be here. Yeah, Mike Portnoy Forum admin John Fiala. Just oh, that as well. That's really, uh, really prestigious. Uh, uh, But uh, I can't believe we haven't had you on the podcast in in all this time. It's it's pretty bad on our part. We apologize. That's quite all right. It's a pleasure to be here, though. I've always enjoyed everything that you guys have been putting out on the podcast, and uh, uh, happy to be here. Yeah, and uh, and we should also mention that John is uh, educating the youth of America with uh, progressive rock. Uh, at his school where he teaches, uh, where he uh, makes them listen to the various things that we talk about on this on this podcast. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's 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 doing the work. He's keeping keeping hope alive. Yeah. Educating the future is what I say. That's right. <laughs> um, OK, so what we're going to do here is uh, I think last time we kept it to just prog musicians. I don't specifically remember who we all picked i have some vague recollection of who was on my team and and somewhat so but i think we're going to open it up to sort of any rock musician uh you know uh, alive or dead and um five spots so we're going to go one singer one guitar player uh, one lead guitar player i should say one bassist one drummer and then the fifth slot um can be another a second guitarist or keyboardist if we want and uh, you don't you can pick them in any order and obviously once a person's drafted they are not available for anyone else to pick so uh that's what we're going to do and then you know we want you guys that listen to the picks to uh let us know who you think had the better band and uh, that is how we will determine the winner so uh what we're going to do is we're going to let kyle who picked last last time and our defending champion uh we're going to let him go first uh, John, you can go second. Victor, you can go third, and I'll go fourth, and uh, and then it'll be kind of a snake draft. We'll go back and forth. We'll do do it that way. Are we cool? All right, uh, Kyle. So uh, where are we starting off with uh, round one? Man, I could not be more excited to have the first <clears throat> pick of this draft um, in fantasy football. I've, as far as I know, never had the first pick at any point. <laughs> I will never well, you have won Chris, like five Chris, trophies in fantasy yeah. football. So. I, <laughs> I did win four years in a row, so I usually have that last pick, and so you get to get uh, you get to double dip. You know, it's not a bad spot. But for this draft, I really wanted to have the first pick because for me, if you're picking a fantasy rock band, anybody's an option. The first pick has to be, in my opinion, the most important person in the band. And as much as a drummer, I hate saying that. It is for me the singer. 
Um, I think the lead vocalist makes the biggest difference in the band, and I feel like I'm going to crush Roy's soul here. But I have to take the man with the biggest range, the most eclectic of voices, and the greatest performer of all time, Freddie Mercury. I have to take Freddie. You got to take Freddie. That's a surprise from you. How is that a surprise? If there was another first choice, I don't know what it would be. Obviously, Freddie's... Figured he'd go since we opened it up outside of Prague. Someone would pick him in here because we all are humongous fans. But uh, I thought for sure you'd go drums or some, you know, something like that. So that is. Hey, I'm more, I'm more than just a drummer. Yes. Um, and I think Freddie Mercury, from a marketing perspective, okay, we got to sell some records here. He's huge, right? He's huge right <laughs> That's now. That's right. It's huge. No, I just, I mean, he, he will, he will lock my band into a position of being amazing. So, uh, best singer of all time for me, hands down, An incredible and songwriter, plays a piano. And a great songwriter. piano player. So um, yeah. I, w- I want to give a shout out. He doesn't need a shout out because he has, I think, you know, several million followers on YouTube, but Rick Beato recently did from his series, what makes a song great. Yes, uh, he I did do that. the Bohemian Rhapsody, and when you watch that, and you, you know, he breaks down the song and he explains, you know, different uh, music theory behind it and everything else. But Brian May is simultaneously doing an interview, and it's really cool. And the number one thing that I got out of it is that that song was like significantly put together by Freddie Mercury. So not only does he play the piano and he plays it so well, and not only does he have a legendary uh, you know, vocal range and just the skill is amazing there. But the compositional side is, you know, arguably probably the, the, the top song that if you were to say Prague and somebody says, what's that? Well, Bohemian Rhapsody is, you, you know. You control the, them that the, and it works. It's the, the popular song. So I mean, look, it, it's it's gone through many generations of people discovering it. And I think that'll be forever, just like the Beatles or one of those other bands. So it's it's uh, amazing. It's very cool. Yeah, so, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle gets this thing rolling. Yeah, with, nice pick, man. With a Great. Can't player. go wrong. Can't go wrong there. Uh, okay, John. So you get the the second pick. Where are you going? I am going to go back to my very first concert back in 1982, and uh, the band that really kind of got me uh, into going to concerts and just uh, been my all around top band for all these years, and that uh, would be Rush. And then uh, I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Neil Peart, God rest his soul. But uh, just seeing him as many times as I have, he's the, that's the band I've seen the most, I think. Maybe Neil Morse is coming up on that pretty soon. But uh, Is Rush um, like your favorite band, would you say? Rush has been my favorite band since yeah. 19, like the 1980s, I'd say. Uh, but then, you know, the sleeper ones later, late, lately have been, you know, the, all the stuff that Neil and Mike have done together. But I got to I got to, you know, secure secure him all I can. Yeah, for sure. He's so one of those musicians. You? He's one of those musicians that every year if we did this draft, he'd go in the first round. Exactly. Right? Well, and the fact that it's opened up to all genres and he still goes first round mm-hmm. is yeah. pretty amazing. You could argue. I think we actually had a no queen rule. The last time we did this, I think well, we've done that before because they're sort of like could have been, pro- been. Prague adjacent or whatever you want to say, mm-hmm. Prague plus or something. Um, but Neil is going to go in any conversation, which is is incredible. Hey, I want to know how old you were in 1982 and what was the first song of that tour? Did they start with Subdivisions on that tour or what did they? It was actually the uh, the uh, the concert that I went to was the uh, release date of Signals. Um, so there's not many people that knew many of the signal songs, um, oh. but they did start with Spirit of Radio. Okay. And then they did Tom Sawyer second. 
Wow. So that was back when they were when they were closing with that. But uh, very memorable show, definitely. Gosh, I can't even imagine. That's pretty yeah. awesome. All right, Vic, your first pick. I still don't know where I'm going with mine. I have no idea. <laughs> it's I'm, I'm trying to vary it up quite a bit, but there's there's been a, a theme to the last several podcasts that I've done. And as I was thinking of people to add to this band, there was just a, a common thread of shocker being really heavy. I'm going to go to Progressive Nation at sea. I had heard of this band, um, you know, through YouTube and through just some crazy stuff that they play. Uh, but the second show that I saw on that ship after Transatlantic went over to this little club and saw animals as leaders. Oh. And so my, my first pick is going to be the, this generation's virtuoso guitarist that brought in eight strings. So a whole different level of guitar playing and not just the genty heavy stuff, but he just brings <laughs> so much variety on an instrument where he even now has custom made his own, you know, he has his own uh, guitar company. And uh, so Tosin Abasi is my first pick as guitarist wow. and, mm -hmm. and just, uh, in my opinion, second to none uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, progressive metal, rock, gent, you name it, he can do it all. Very cool. Nice pick. Yeah. I mean, I think you and I went to see him together once, right? And, and. I remember it's just like watching we we said I think we said this it's like watching an alien play guitar like it doesn't look like his fingers are moving and you and there's eight million notes it's it's just a cool thing the way he plays it's like he's awesome it's amazing one and of the basically, really you're gonna have two bass players now too because he's basically like playing bass and guitar at yeah, the same time right, that's, that's right. right so yeah they're great double bass um all right cool so that puts me up um all right so yeah, I think I'm going to go kind of mm. unexpected for me, but I feel I feel good about this pick, mm. I think. And uh, sort of uh, in light of uh, this band going back on tour for the first time uh, in, uh, uh, I don't know, many years, 14, 15 years, um, and seeing the videos and just I've started going mm. back and listening to the music again. Not that I ever really stopped, but... Um, it's been I've really been moved by watching the the videos and reminiscing with the songs. It's been a, a just a really important band for me my whole life, and uh, so I'm gonna go uh, for vocals. I'm gonna go Phil Collins. Ooh. Wow. And, uh, you know, you get to sort of also can play the drums, uh, dual and tambourine on, on, at the same tour. time. Don't forget about that. And um, you know, look, growing up, I mean, I. I I've sort of, he's a musician that's been in, in everything I've listened to, like my whole life on, up until the last maybe 10 years where he's kind of stopped. But I mean, from the, from the eighties through the mid two thousands, you couldn't get away from Phil Collins. And I'm a big fan of his solo work. I like that kind of stuff. Occasionally. Um, I love the eighties Genesis stuff some of it more than others but the the 70s records are amazing he's a fantastic front man engaging and funny an incredible drummer i mean i, I just I, I like that there's more appreciation now for him because he was really kind of people got annoyed by phil collins after you know during a period yeah. it was like i just don't want to see him anymore but uh i don't know i just i'm glad to see I, even even as he's struggling with his health and and vocally or whatever, people are sort of sympathetic to it. 
and realizing what a genius and what a talent. And I think that's, that's been pretty cool. So, and it, it's brought me back to it a little bit. So that's where I'm going. So if you've not read, which he was on my team last time as a drummer. So right. it's a, it's a great pick. Of course, I have to give you that. Uh, his memoir, not dead yet. There's yeah. Actually a great book. The, the audio book version of it, he narrates and it made me appreciate him even more. I mean, there was a period there where he was arguably the biggest pop star in the world for a year or two. Um, he was like the entertainment director for Princess Diana. Like, I mean, he he did everything. He did everything. I mean, he played with Led Zeppelin. He, he they, you know, his own thing was producing Eric Clapton records, like, you know, in movie. It just it was nuts. Honestly, it was crazy what he was doing in the eighties. It was insane. Yeah. And I had I had a lot of I had a lot of students that uh, loved Phil Collins, and I'd tell them, yeah, it was great when he was in Genesis, and they go, what? <laughs> <laughs> so. right. Right. Uh, so that allows me to get the second. Uh, I, we're going back now, right? Now I pick yep. again. Snaking. Boy, this is interesting. Well, I don't think I had this guy on my team last year. So uh, last time, rather, because I think I had Petrucci as my guitarist. But I'm going to go uh, with, you know, my guitar hero of all time, Steve Morse, which is yep. oh. just sitting right there for me. I know, um, I know John's a big fan. I know that hurts John. That, that was my number one there, but well, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get it. No, oh. your number one was Neil Peart. Yeah, <laughs> you, you could have had the next one. Um, you know, <laughs> guitarist for me, it's, it's, uh, it's not that much, it's not so much of an order, but it's always basically mm. Steve, John Petrucci, you know, Brian May, I'd put up there maybe in the top three, just out of sort of favorites. Um, but I have to give a special shout out and just because I happened to listen to this record today. And I actually was going to mention it to you guys. But I went back and I listened to Pornograffiti today out of yeah. after not listening to it forever and ever. I mean, I don't know that there's a better guitar record. I swear to God. Anyway, the last, the last chord of uh, Get the Funk Out. Um, that's the whole reason I have subwoofers in my car because of that last little bit right there wait did that's someone great. pick nuno or what's going on no no i just i was from? listening to it today i went steve morse with my guitar but i was just listening to it today what happened completely complete tangent um i, I was actually i just have to say i was i was tasked with trying to see if i could sing more than words this week and the conclusion was was no i cannot and, and i i tried that song is insanely high anyway that's very funny all right uh vic your your second pick <laughs> oh goodness Vic's second pick my second pick all right I I am kind of knocking out two birds with one stone um one of the guys that is usually on the podcast and he's not on this podcast I'm pretty sure that he's gonna appreciate my my next pick I'm I'm picking a vocalist who is very good in keyboards as well and composes a lot of stuff and um, his, his voice to me is so unique. Um, it is so unlike anything that's out there. And this is Einar Solberg from mm. Leprous. So you picking him for keyboards or singing? Picking him for singing. He can't okay. play the keyboards. I'm picking him for, for singing because, um, I, I am a big fan of Ross Jennings. I am a... A, a huge fan of Haken. I love his voice, but there's just something about Einar's range and just the purity of how he can shift from one octave to another. The intervals in the melody lines that he puts together are just absolutely um, superhuman. Yeah, he's crazy. And, 
and he he can he can sing any genre if if you want him to do electronica if you want him to do i mean his voice sounds like it's auto-tuned um so i i like the fact that he's in a band that can play stuff that's so heavy you know they have a string guitars they have you know they just really um they just really cover the whole gambit of, of the sound spectrum but seeing them live he is just every bit of that that you hear in the studio that's exactly how he is live nice guy but his vocals are just absolutely superhuman great so choice he's one of today's best vocalists for sure couldn't uh don't disagree at all all right john your second pick all right i've uh the steam wars threw me off now so i'm going to have to switch over to uh my keyboard uh guy and I'm going to have to go where the top the top keyboards around nowadays. You got to have Jordan on your on your team. So Jordan Rudess for my keyboard player, but it sounds like a guitar, so you can go ahead and put that as like a <laughs> second guitar also if you'd like to. Okay, great. So that's your keyboard second. That's my guitar keyboard system. utility guy. Yeah. Right. Cool. Yeah, Jordan's the best. Yeah, yeah, when not, he, only, he, not, not only can it sound like a guitar, it can sound like, gosh, I don't know, some sort of space alien. <laughs> Really, Great whatever songwriter, you like. just yeah. phenomenal. Yep. Yeah. When when he came on board, um, that was just uh, just solidified that you know Dream Theater at the upper echelon of that uh, of that category there. So, really nice. He will also add a lot of very interesting percussive sounds to your to your band. Mm -hmm. So he he can also bring that to the table. Absolutely. Yep. And a new Dream Theater album coming out soon. So mm -hmm. something to keep an eye out for. Uh, all right, Kyle, your second pick. I feel like I'm working from a different playbook here. Um, you open this up to everything, right? I just we're just making best band we can possibly make, correct? Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I guess obviously that's subjective. I'm not. That was not a. a I mean, criticism. you're talking the prog head, so I think we're gonna have mostly. We're gonna not. I mean, go I'm a, I love prog, but like we're talking about history of all time here. Uh, potential that they don't have to be living or dead. Like, and no, I'm not gonna take Mozart, but like. I feel like there's some like really of, big names picks, here. Plenty of picks. Plenty okay. of picks. All right. Plenty <laughs> of picks to go. I got picks eight and nine. And for me, I already said lead singer is most important. I mean, you can't get around that. That's the, the most characteristic portion of a band. And that's what most influences whether uh, I love a band or not, I think. But second most important as a drummer is, is going to be the rhythm section. So I've got to piece together my rhythm section now. And check mm. out this rhythm section. Okay. Mm. On the drums... In my opinion, the greatest rock drummer of all time, and yes, I'm a huge, huge Mike Portnoy fan, but even Mike would agree, if I could put John Bonham in my band, I'm putting John Bonham in my band. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike. Mike, That's you can great. come backstage and you can hang out with us, but I'm putting John in this band. Okay, so John Bonham going pick. last pick of the second round. Nice. My Lord. Okay, he was the drummer yeah. for Led Zeppelin. Um, yeah, if, if, you're, if you're not the one. Um, I love John Bonham. What a huge sound. What a and like, technically gifted drummer. Like Added so much to the drum lexicon and can play anything. He can do shuffles. I mean, he's really the, the best groove-based drummer of rock music ever, and he's so cool. Um, uh, now, he needs to, to go easy on the drinking to be in this band, but... <laughs> He, he can do it. He can do sign, it. Make him sign he a contract. Can, he can throw a TV out a window. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I think also it's it's going to turn out where like basically everyone in my band is dead. But anyway. That's, <laughs> I just want to say something. <laughs> but, you know, 
So we're bringing them back. We're going to fill these stadiums. Okay. Uh, so then my next pick that follows, which is the first pick of the third round. Again, I'm building my rhythm section, which to me is the biggest thing, you know. So I'll help um, you if you steal who I want to pick for base. I might. I have actually. Ba- base is, for me, the deepest category. There's so many directions I could go. But I want to strengthen up my vocal section with a really, I don't think he's an underrated bass player. Certainly not a prog guy, but from one of my favorite bands and just a super cool guy. He's going to be singing a lot of songs. I'm going to go with Sting. I'm going with Sting. Wow. Yeah. Uh, So with Sting, I get an excellent lead vocalist, but also a next level background vocalist. Obviously, super gifted songwriter and just an incredible bass player and the coolest guy in music. And I'm going to take Sting circa 1983. I'm going to take like... Synchronicity, synchronicity sting. Synchronicity sting, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Sting's great. A, a little high uh, on yeah. the ego. A little high Good on the pick. ego, but it's okay. Yeah. Wow, that be that would have been cool. I think that that would have been, you know, at some point you could have seen Freddie Mercury and Sting doing something. I don't know if did did they ever? I don't think we so. Hear out of the world. Oh. Yeah. Well, I don't count. Let's not count that. On that. <laughs> I mean, they were right. both. Um, they okay, well, this is bad. cool. Uh, you got it, man. Your band is killer. Mm. That's I, good. I'm playing right, to John. win. Your pick. Oh, my turn? Yep. All right. I am going to go. Um, let's see here. I think I'm going to have to go bass player, too. And this is a bass player that uh, influenced many people, including um, uh, Getty Lee. But I am going to go uh, to try to not to have people with the same in the same band or haven't played together. I'm going to go with Mr. Christopher Squire. And then he was not picked at all last last time around, so <laughs> which was he, crazy. I know I thought new? about that too. How is that, that possible? That he he wasn't picked last time, so we got got to give him a shout out there for sure. Mm. Yeah, for sure, one of the best. I mean, you you've got, you know, Kyle's got the classic rock band. You have mm-hmm. you have the prog band for sure. Classic yeah. prog, and I got and, a nice uh, backing vocalist too in that. That's right. Uh, but yeah, Chris Carr is uh, amazing. You're uh, you're two. You you got one out of your three is still alive. So oh, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> Squire <laughs> Squire is the kind of guy that amongst bassists would make the list, whether it's prog or it's not, or it's what I mean. Obviously, he he really changed Phenomenal the landscape. Player. Phenomenal. Yep. In terms of tone and everything, he's on my short list. I cannot believe he did not get picked last time. I can't be held guilty for that because I took Getty first round. No, but, we yeah. all thought Jeff was going to take him, and he yeah. didn't. And I was the, all we right. all were we were all almost not taking him because we figured, well, Jeff's going to just take him, and then he didn't. Uh, all right, Vic, uh, your uh, third pick. Yeah, I think we got uh, after. I think including this one, we got ten musicians left. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, looking, I'm just looking at a list that, uh, man, there's going to be a lot of people out there, but I have a purpose to my band. And uh, um, and the first two guys uh, between Tosin and Einar um, and the bands that they play and everything else, it's it's something that is centered around, uh, you know, extended range guitars and complex rhythms. And um, I, you know, sticking with, you know, I'm trying to go, you know, with with obviously the, the metal guy on on most podcasts that we do. I'm going with uh, Blake Richardson from Between the Buried and Me as my drummer. Uh, just if, if if anybody that listens to 
between the buried and me the intensity of any of their albums uh starts with just blake's non-stop whether it's blast beats whether it's groove beats um you know whether it's straightforward metal this guy is in control all over the place um watching him live uh, he is just flawless when it comes to playing this stuff. And it is not easy what they play. And it is not, you know, short. These songs are long. They're intense. And uh, just for the heaviness that I'm looking for, uh, you know, I think he fits right into my plan. So welcome on board, Blake Richardson. Great drummer. Your band would be interesting. I mean, that's a really modern, heavy yeah. oh, band. Oh, yeah. And you could see these guys Here's playing the, together. It would, it yeah, would this, work. This could be a band. Yeah. It can happen. So Inside get, Out. Get Inside Out on the phone. Yeah, yeah. Inside Out. He's still I mean, working like on that. A miracle. So, so yeah, I, I, that'd, be, that'd be super cool. Very cool. Uh, so, Kyle, I thought you were totally going to pick the, my next did. pick. Yeah. And so I'm going to go uh, also bassist. And I think you know who probably I'm, I'm going to go with. And, and I Maka. think... I mean, my favorite bass player, honestly, I think he's amazing and one of the greatest songwriters of all time and a phenomenal singer and can really lift this band to the next level. So I'm going to go with the greatest, uh, Paul McCartney okay. on bass. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. It was between Sting and Paul McCartney. Um, ultimately, I wanted Sting's range, but how can he go against Paul? Yeah. Um, I mean... You, you suddenly have locked up historic melodies for your band. Yes, my band. We could write some hooks with these Phil guys. Phil and Paul. Oh, yeah. Phil and Paul and, and Steve on guitar. That would be amazing. That'd I don't know. Late, late 80s Phil and Paul goes a little saccharine. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there's some, well, rough, there's you know, some rough moments Paul's, in there. Paul's brought his A game the last few albums. I mean, he's, yeah. he's, he's really turned it around and he's... Um, that's you... played together right what's that hasn't uh phil and paul have played together at some point boy i feel like that had to have happened at some point in the 80s because aren't phil they both was, phil was are playing they both with knighted? everyone are they both knighted that i don't know i know it's sir paul probably i have mm -hmm. no idea i don't know if phil collins is or not um hey, roy i forgot to ask you something earlier when you have picked phil collins when you know, because Kyle was very specific as to the sting that he was looking for at synchronicity time. Do, do you have a specific Phil Collins as far as because I know when you got into him, but you know, what what is it? You know, I'd go, which, I'd go early 80s, Phil. I think that was you know, in the air tonight, uh, mama, you know, where he was like really confident in singing and just could scream. That, that's my favorite thing of of him is when he can yell it's really like good powerful singing i think that that's probably where i'd go okay very um cool. and uh let's see boy you go again I just, I just have to say too of paul mccartney he's an incredible bass player like i don't think he gets quite enough credit for that part of what he does like his bass lines on Beatles stuff is, that's is the thing unreal. I mean for me it's not that he you know slaps or plays eight string basses it's the melodies that he's playing on bass they're more inventive than just about anybody and they are a whole nother song structure going on to all these legendary songs that if you you, you remove the vocals or what's going on and you just listen to what he's playing on bass he's playing a whole nother song yeah. and and sometimes in an odd time signature it's completely off 
what everyone else is doing. And if you watch that Rick Rubin documentary that they did, they, you, they pinpoint all of that. And Rick Rubin is marveling at it. Like you're not even playing what the rest of the song is doing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. He's yeah. really like next level bass player. Which so, he yeah. was super nice. influenced by James Jamerson, who I almost picked for this just as like a kind of wild card pick. But, um, man, I love the bass. I wish in, a, in another life I'm a bass player, but you know, we'll see. That's something I learned really young was, was to pinpoint what, what someone was doing on the bass. I've always found that really fascinating. I like that. Uh, all right. So drums, man, you know, we picked this guy last time. I didn't pick him last time, but I actually think he'd love being in this band like crazy. <laughs> okay. You think? So <laughs> I'm going to go Portnoy. I'm going to go Mike Portnoy for my drummer. You'll have uh, to ask him that question too. Just cause, uh, I mean, what can we say? We, you know, he's, he's all our favorite drummers on this thing practically. And, and, uh, amazing drummer, but he could fit something like this that isn't proggy and play within what something like this is doing and can even add really good backing vocals nowadays. He's become a really solid, dependable uh, vocalist. Um, so, yeah, I would, I, and of course, obviously, history playing with Steve, but I think Phil and uh, Phil and Paul with Mike would be pretty cool. So I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go Mike Portnoy. You said think, you said he could fit in with this band, or he'd want to play with this band. I think he'd want to play with any of these bands. But well, that's that's for know, sure. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I think I think if Portnoy could respond to this video, because I've heard them say this many times before, and in all the cool collaborations that he's gotten to do, he always says, "This is my make a wish, you know, come true." And uh, him playing on the band that you put together so far, absolutely, that that would be that would be amazing. Now for I him. have to decide with my last pick if I'm going second guitarist or keyboardist and i honestly haven't decided yet so i'm just waiting to see what happens <laughs> this, uh, band, this band is is possible roy this is a possibility yeah. this band of yours hey, they're all they're all alive Paul McCartney, Paul McCartney can can sit and tickle the ivories for you so you know so he, i was gonna i was gonna piece him in as a keyboardist so no one took him there as a bassist so anyway right yeah uh okay uh vic oh goodness all right, so this guy's one of my favorite guitarists, and he is—he's uh, very active nowadays. Um, and every single style that he plays, I just find that he—he's um, just so creative. And his influences are mainly non-guitarists. Um, he does play the eight-string guitar, and uh, he does some great compositions. And this is Mr. Richard Henschel from Haken. And um, I, even though I'm putting him in as a guitarist. I know that he can also play keyboard. So I got a couple of guys right. that are very flexible in what they can do. But the thought of Blake Richardson keeping up with Tosin Bossi and Richard Henschel and then having Einar just deliver some crushing vocals, I am well on my way to have the yeah, next. I think we need to pitch this band to a record label. Like, I'm not even kidding. The next, the ne <laughs> That's I think, a really good band. Can I, I be the fifth member, please? <laughs> <laughs> I'll do the tambourine. You know, it's, uh, but yeah, I, I am well on my way of accomplishing my, my happy little experiments here. I think yeah. it's turning out. I think you've really put, to, like, you have put some thought into this band. Like, it actually is a band that makes sense. Totally, totally. Yeah. And, and, and it just as a bonus, it, it can happen, um, you know, because, you know, everybody thankfully is alive and well. So fantastic. 
John, your fourth pick. All right. I have to um, pick a guitarist at this point, I believe. And I'm, um, I got a couple that I'm eyeing right now. I think I'm going to have to go with somebody that, uh, that did play with Jordan at uh, one point. And I'm going to have to go with um, a kind of utility guy. It's uh, Mr. Eric Gillette. We're going to go with him on guitar, but he can do drums. If uh, Neil needs a little break, we can do, uh, we can do all sorts of uh, uh, keyboards. He's just uh, all around, you know, and singing. My gosh, he's got, he's got it all. So I have to, I have to put him on, on guitar. Actually. I have, really is it's like the most, uh, like the Swiss army knife of, of radio. He can do everything like mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah. Very few yeah. musicians like that, honestly. I know they talk about like, you know, guys like Prince or whoever that are multi-talented, like very few are as good at all the key instruments as Eric is for real. And exactly. I'll, I'll, I'll add, not only does he have that, you know, Swiss army ability as far as the instrumentation, he also has that Swiss army ability in any sort of genre. He is, he's a bit of a chameleon when it comes to his voice and his guitar playing and just if you if you go to his YouTube channel and watch the covers that he's done, he he tries to do straightforward covers, whether it's Metallica or whether it's Journey, Journey. you know, or whether it's uh, you know Led Zeppelin, and he he pulls that off. And you, you're talking you're talking about bands that are iconic and songs that have a certain sound on vocals, on drums, and and he's able to accomplish that. Outside of the fact that he can also be your producer and your sound mixer, because he mm -hmm. is he's he's awesome as, as doing that as well. And a so. nice guy too. <laughs> and a heck of a guy. Heck of a guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, Kyle, you got back-to-back -back picks. Your fourth and fifth. I'm actually finding these to be the most difficult picks. I just feel like my band is going to look so funny next to Vicks. Like, <laughs> it, it could not be more different. Um, Don't open for I, each other then. I, I'm sticking to my template here. I'm trying to again build the best rock band of all time of all time and there, there's I, I you know there's no pretense in that statement i'm just anyone's an option so if i'm talking keyboards i'm gonna go with someone who's an incredible performer an incredible piano player you're gonna steal a, oh man a I was heck gonna of go. a songwriter yeah, yeah and an amazing singer and one of the best concerts i've ever seen this is elton john i was yeah, gonna the, pick the elton i can't believe you did that the rocket and man. let's say he has some like prog adjacent tendencies yeah. so you know we're gonna pull out uh, funeral for a friend and yeah. you know ah, totally. all that kind of good stuff um i'm thrilled to get elton john at the end of the fourth round um <laughs> so the least important instrument as you know if you're keeping tabs is guitar i mean anybody <laughs> anybody can play it um so i do i have to have a guitar you know do what your band is your band is the avengers yeah basically <laughs> Yeah, the Seriously. Avengers. That's not a bad band name. Let's see. The Avengers. Ooh. I like it. Um, so for guitar, man, I could go in a million different directions. I feel like at this point I've got Freddie, Sting, and Elton who can sing. So I don't really need another singer. Man, I don't know. Boy, yeah, I think, I think I think I'm gonna I wanna bring in some really like solid rock guitar. So this is not who I thought I was going to pick, but I'm going to go with Eddie Van Halen, who's still available. <laughs> Eddie Van Halen. Have you heard of Eddie Van Halen? Sir, you know what? You went. I've put oh. together the best band of all time. 
Yeah. You you really do. You really did. I I thought I thought for a moment that you were gonna go. I thought for a moment you were gonna go Hendrix. Hendrix was oh. on my short list. I mean, I oh I will God. name off the guitar players that I had left. There's like it's just oh, ridiculous. Man. That's what the thing about the guitar player in a in a fantasy draft. Like, I mean, there's 20 guys you could just plug them in. It's just guitar, no big deal. You know, honestly, you went with um, <laughs> the best person ever at their instrument all mm-hmm. down the line, almost. I mean, just about. arguably maybe Sting on bass. I might have gone. I thought you'd go Paul McCartney, but I, I'm kind of sad I didn't take. But, Paul um, there, but ridiculous band. You, yeah, props. That's really yeah. something. Yeah. I'm excited. I can't wait to hear them <laughs> never <laughs> play together. Fill <laughs> stadiums, though, that's for sure. Yeah, oh, no the, doubt. No, no the doubt. Prog, no doubt. The Frog Report classic rock fan base, you've got all their votes. So I, I don't know if I have any of their votes, but I just want to say of Eddie Van Halen, my, my one regret of Eddie is, is that I, I wish there had been a period where he had stepped into some prog somehow. Like, I mean, there's prog moments in Van Halen's catalog, and it's, it's great. It doesn't have to be prog. Um, he's incredible. Changed instrument. Love Eddie. I, no one's going to disagree with that. Um, but I, I wish there had been like a moment where he'd like done a prog album or something. I don't know. Maybe I, that's silly. So during the Van Hagar years, uh, the album Balance, there's a song in there called Feelings. Yeah. That is such a dynamic song and it starts clean tone and it has such a great big chorus in it. Um, I think Loss yeah. of Control is sort of proggy in, in a way. I mean... Seven Seal is was always yeah. um, That's another Pleasure one. Dome. They had their moments. There's in a few of those towards it the end. Uh, Sammy Hagar stuff more. For for me, Van Halen is is top guitarist of all time. Um, I am biased because I did, you know, see him live and I did get to experience him firsthand. So I, you know, I didn't have the opportunity for for somebody like uh, like Hendrix, or- Hendrix or or Eric Clapton soon. But I actually get to go watch a concert soon about him. So I'm with him. So I'm looking forward to that. Man, right. Kyle, good job, man. John, Very good uh, choice. John, who you got? All right. I need a vocalist. And uh, I think back to, um, again, growing up and um, the very first album I bought in 1977. Um, mm, yeah. You know, totally where you're going. 1977. Heck of a keyboard guy. Heck of a handstand on top of the keyboards. Uh, and we're talking Mr. Steve Walsh. Hello. You can't you can't beat Steve Walsh in the in the late 70s, as far as like the his vocals were just spot on every single time. Uh granted, towards the end of his uh time in Kansas, it kind of uh, kind of dwindled a little bit, but uh still that listening listening to those late um the late 70s, early 80s, um Steve Walsh albums with Kansas. I mean, all, all of all of the uh, the classic uh, lineup of Kansas. Uh, just it's just always ring ring true in my in my mind. Amazing. Great pick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the vocal range is insane yeah. on Steve Walsh, and he's not. Uh, God, I feel like he's not talked about when you mention all the great singers. He almost right. rarely comes up, but those those made big records right there in the middle of the 70s there were like it's just crazy good like the singing is insane and a great mm-hmm. songwriter great keyboard player like you said um, yeah phenomenal 
It's interesting you say that, Roy, because considering that one of Rock's most famous songs, Dust in the Wind, he is the singer on that. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so he definitely has the, the, the fame from that standpoint. But yeah, it's, it's kind of quiet when you, you know, when people start putting, you know, best of, you know, maybe not necessarily what people go to. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, those those lists are stupid. Uh, Rolling <laughs> Stones just came out with uh, Rolling Stones. Rolling Stone magazine just came out with a new list, and ugh. so I, I, yeah, I'm done yeah. looking at those lists. Steve Walsh is on yeah. my list of vocalists for what it's worth, John. But Freddie Mercury was available, so right now one one uh, one vocalist. Um, since you already have all your vocalists, one vocalist that was going to be a real sleeper for me, and you might be surprised on this one is uh, Doug Pinnock of King's X. His yeah. vocals, it would be, wouldn't make sense too much in my in my lineup, I don't think. But as far as if I was going a different route, uh, he was one that I I was really kinda, uh, heavily thinking about. I consider Doug for bass. Just mm -hmm. I think he's a great guy to like piece into a band, and he's super cool. I like I like people that are cool on stage. No <laughs> one has longer arms or a lower bass position than than exactly. Doug. Exactly. Literally. Um. <laughs> yeah. Great pick. Okay, Dick. Your bassist. So unfortunately for my band, this bassist uh, cannot join this band because this bassist uh, tragically passed away last mm. year. And um, when I was thinking of which bass player to add in, and, and I was trying to accomplish something where two guys had not played uh, together uh, officially in a band that have recorded something. And uh, this is a bass player that in every single little project, or if he was a, he was a session guy, he was a guest musician. Anytime he would play bass, not only did he have the chops to keep up with death metal, he also had the, the soul and the, and the skill to play fretless bass. I am speaking of Cynic's Sean Malone. Sean Malone also played with Chuck Schuldner's Death. Uh, he also played with a band called Agora, their first album, which was a demo recorded at a community uh, college studio down in Miami. Uh, his bass player chops there are just absolutely crazy. He, he's, uh, he's done shows uh, with John Wesley. That's where I, the only time I got to see him live was over at uh, Cruise to the Edge in 2017. He was a bass player for, for John Wesley's set, and, and it was uh, so much fun to, to watch him. He also played in a project, instrumental project. Uh, they had one album called uh, Gordian Knot. Um, just some really cool stuff out there. So he, um, if he was still around, you know, just blessing us with some incredible chops and, and, and just uh, really just solid, you know, bottom uh, to combine with these other guys would be, I think something that he would enjoy, he would excel in, and we would just be blown away by that. So to, I am sorry to say that, uh, you know, the first four guys, we need to get them together on a real band. Got to figure out a bass player that is around to be able to contribute. But uh, Sean Malone rounds out my uh, heaviest of heavy well, metal here we go bands. There you go. What's your band name? Heaviest of heavy here we go. No, bands. no, 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 no. That's <laughs> not. It's remember. Uh, listen, we'll get there. obviously a perfect fit, you know, if he was alive, but even musically just makes a lot of sense. Um, and a and a great talent. So, Good I thought pick. you were taking I thought you were taking Cliff Burton there for a second. That's who I thought yeah. you were going with. Um, he he was cool. he was he was there. But to be honest with you, I really tried to stick with you know prog familiar um, 
bass players and well, uh, I was thinking who's alive and the one that makes sense there would be Connor Green Connor. from Haken, but you don't want to have two guys from the same band. So I thought and that's where you listen, go. I'll I'll throw Dan Briggs in there. If I was gonna pick somebody uh that was alive to play with this, um I would pick uh Victor Wooten. Uh Victor Wooten is is one of Whoa, these guys. Now you've gone uh, off uh... Oh, yeah what correct. <laughs> correct. Well no it's it's because I think I think bass players, at least the bass players that that I, you know, John Patitucci, you know, you're talking guys that play fusion. Uh, Anthony Jackson is another one. Uh, these are guys that play extended range, you know, or they have, you know, more than four strings and they're just absolutely killer. They're not, they're not metal. They're not prog. They are, you know, fusion guys, which, you know, then you can say, okay, we can get close enough to that. Um, and Victor Wooten is in a, a prog metal project called Octavision um, in which um, I, please forgive me. I can't remember the, the guitarist name that put that project together. Um that escapes my mind, but yeah. Victor has played in, uh, in, 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 in prog metal type. Uh, I mean, Victor Wooten can play anything. That's absolutely. You know, what's interesting is Victor Wooten's who most influenced Tosin Abasi's style of, of the thumping. Thump yep. so, yeah, you got so it. Come full circle. Now We've we come have full circle. So speaking of full circle, my final pick, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> and, uh, I, I, was, I was almost going to go out and John because uh, I thought it would be a, a cool fit with my band and I thought key, keyboard covers and songwriting and vocals and everything. So I thought that would have been a good fit. But Come on, Roy. The board, I'm going to go late. guitarist. So I'm going to go second guitarist. And like I said, uh, full circle from Kyle's first pick, I'm going to go Mr. Brian May as my second guitar player. Wow. And... You now have the band with the highest IQ as well. Yes, exactly. High intelligence, uh, just crazy sick with melodies and hooks and harmonies. Uh, uh, pretty much four of them can sing. And mm -hmm. um, man, it would be a treat to hear what they could write. That would be a lot of fun. Um, so, I mean, yeah, looking at this, I think we have four really kind of distinct styles of bands almost right it's a i'm gonna recap right so we got kyle has uh, freddie mercury john bonham sting elton john and eddie van halen i mean that's like <laughs> the hall of fame band of all time oh, um man. uh john john's very a very progressive band i think this is kind of straight up prog uh yeah neil peart uh jordan rudis uh chris squire eric gillette Props to him for making this podcast on a band. I mean, that's fantastic. He's <laughs> elevated to the next, next level there. And Steve Walsh. So, uh, yeah, you got a mix of classic and modern, but you're heavy, heavy prog. Vic, obviously, we figured he'd go, you know, heavier metal, which he certainly did. Tosin Abasi, Einar Solberg, Blake Richardson, Richard Henschel, and Sean Malone. And then... Uh, you mine is sort of like a pop prog rock mix. I think it's sort of uh, covers in there. It would be uh, it would be the one to have the the it would be the one to have a chance at a hit single. I think uh, <laughs> Phil Collins, uh, Steve Morse, uh, Paul McCartney, Mike Portnoy, and Brian May. So wow. that was fun. And apologies to a lot of the people that you would have expected us to pick. Among them, obviously Neil Morse, Stephen Wilson. John Petrucci and so on, all names that were on our previous 
one and we sort of decided we left them open to pick for the other people but we we didn't you know we wanted to try and go go a little bit of a different direction and not repeat exactly the same episode which we definitely did so uh you know very cool yeah how many repeats were there just portnoy well, Neil Peart, Jordan, Rudess, yeah, okay, those three, I think, and Steve Morse. Steve Morse was, yeah, yeah, just four. That's good. I'm proud of that. That's good. Yeah. Do, All right, do so, we have any honorable mentions for what it's worth? People that we were right, kind of. Well, neck and neck I would for? say so. I was thinking about this while we were while we were in the middle of doing this. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Lynn from ELO would be my producer. Okay. Which I think would be amazing, and perfect fit here. So that's where I would go for my my uh, extra pick. There would be for Jeff Lynn to produce it. Well, as long as we're as long as we're going with that route, I would go with Nolly. Get good for yeah, my definitely your producer. producer. Hey, your band must be Nolly. <laughs> <Yeah>. It has <laughs> to be. Or Andy Sneep. To Andy mix. Sneep. I shout out to Andy Sneep. Uh, his his pairing with Dream Theater is an it's it's a fantasy matchup for me. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm going Brian Epstein as a manager. So you need to. Well, you got to go <laughs> no. Roy Thomas Baker as your producer. I feel like. Oh, there you go. Maybe, maybe uh, Rick gosh. Rubin even in there. Rick Rubin. Eh, I don't want Rick Rubin. Eh. George Martin, maybe. I love George. George Martin. Martin. One of those guys. Uh, one of those. One, classic, of those, one of those guys. One of those know, classic something. names. I don't think I need anyone producers. else. Honestly, I need someone to to sort the M and M's, and we're good. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Ready. And John, John, you have a, a six member slash producer you'd throw in there. Um, well, I've a um, boy, who who's I, uh, I had, Peter Collins? Peter Collins, right? That Peter would be Collins would be good for the producer, but um, I'd be interested in even having Trevor Raven in there. Ooh, I know Roy like that pick. Yeah, yes, because Trevor's yeah, very Trevor, <laughs> my son Trevor is partially named after him, so that's oh, uh, wow. That's uh, Trevor's always been a. Um, uh, I was able to see him back in '83 when when that yes was doing one of those uh, big generator tours, and it was oh, gosh that was that was something special too. So having him as 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 a, as a uh, um, utility guy all over the place too. Well, I expected Eddie Van Halen would have been picked before the fifth round, so I did not think I would get him. So I was thinking I would go with either Prince uh, or or Pete Townsend. And I have very strong reasons for either one of those being my selection, but alas, I had to take Eddie Van Halen. So <laughs> had to take Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, darn. But um, so those were Randy your other two Rhodes. guitarists. Was with uh, Prince I had, and uh, well, I, I I thought I was going to end up taking Prince just because he could do any anything. He's super cool. He's a blistering guitar player. Um, and then Pete Townsend, I like the idea that he kind of push it in a prog direction. He's an incredible songwriter, and he's cool on stage. But then also, like, Randy Rhodes, like some of these guitar players whose lives were cut too short. Stevie Ray Vaughan would be cool. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, there's, there's so, like, guitar is, like, I was kidding earlier. There's many ways. Guitar. I mean, Jimmy Page yeah. was in consideration. I, I, You know, I almost went Jimmy Page. Steve Clark, Def Leppard, I almost went there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of guitars that you could go with. I think one sure. thing you said earlier was that just imagine what a song from any of these lineups would be like. Mm. And that would just be just amazing to just think about. Yeah, most of them would, cool. would be inaudible because it would never happen. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, so you're, it's a true fantasy when, with a lot of these. They, no, they but, never but I think in terms, of, in, in terms of looking at 
the lineups and just seeing like the 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 people that we all picked i do i do think fit together in a way for whatever it's worth like obviously never can happen all of that but like mm-hmm. you could see a band you could see that being abandoned some universe and then a yeah. song coming out of that you know whereas i think freddie mercury you know with steve walsh and with tosin abasi would be weird and make no sense you know what i mean so i like mm-hmm. i kind of think it worked the way we did it and i like all these bands it'd be amazing yeah, awesome. there's going to be a day where AI will allow us to have holographic fantasy bands. <laughs> you'll you'll walk into a pod and you'll pick your band, and then they'll play a concert for you. Um, and every song, the lyrics will just be like some corporate speak. It'll be like a Coca-Cola commercial or something. Um, <laughs> We're probably not too far away from that, honestly. Yeah, or some political yeah. like 1984 Orwellian thing, you know. If uh, if you have stuck around uh, <laughs> this whole time for this <laughs> podcast. Uh, it's you know, sponsored by Coca-Cola. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, well, we we want to know your fantasy band. So, you know, list them in, in comments or email us or on some Facebook posts if you see it there. And, you know, let us know what you would pick or, or whose band you thought was better. Um, well, I, I'm just going to go ahead and say I think the trophy's staying with me. <laughs> I think the trophy is, is going to be here a little bit longer. You're very, very classic on yours. Yeah, maybe. All right. Well, I think I'm going to, you know, thanks, guys. This was a fun hang as always. Uh, And uh, yeah, this was a lot of fun. I think we should definitely do it again uh, in a couple of years. We repeat the the process. Roy, thanks for having us, buddy. This was great. Yeah. Good time, guys. Always uh, always fun. I really appreciate you guys. uh, People, if you're watching (laughs) (laughs) progreport.com reviews, other interviews, news coming up. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube page somewhere. There's a button below somewhere. Uh, All right. We'll see you soon. Bye, guys.